0: I did it. I gave up fame and breakfast for my marriage.
1: I fought it for six hours. She says one word and I toss it back.
0: And you're telling me our marriage is in trouble? Come here, baby. Oh,
1: Homer. Four-finger
0: discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Quotes that Nobody Gets Anymore Facebook page and NoHummers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. We are here to review the War of the Simpsons. Before we do that, how's your week been, man?
1: Uh, well, we survived the superstorm of Geelong. How crazy was it? I'm not sure if. I mean, this doesn't compare to the snowstorm of New York. No, no, no. But we had a one in a hundred year rain event here. It's the middle of summer. <laughs> it is the middle of summer, and flash flooding. It was quite crazy. My car. Was, my car was okay. Well, but you were to, in town, weren't you? Uh, yeah. And to get to my car, I had to go through a little kind of underpass thing that was full of <laughs> six feet of water. I, I could have literally swum to my car. Uh, no, I, I was able to get around it, but I was thinking- I, I was, wish you had, had spent, a swim. <laughs> I spent the afternoon quoting the movie um, Hard Rain with mm-hmm. Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman. Now, even I struggle to remember that movie, so I spent the entire movie at work to myself, basically, just saying things out loud that nobody understood.
0: (laughs) I was at work, and all of a sudden, all the lights went out. We could hear the rain sort of coming through because we have holes in the roof, so it's leaking. We know it's raining because it leaks. Then all the power went out, we're like, Jesus. And we opened up the door, and we just, like, drenched immediately, (laughs) and just water flowing through. But luckily, Nicola was homesick that day. So our garage would have been a complete pool
1: had she not been here with the towels on the walls and stuff
0: like that. Did your house flood?
1: No, no, no. My house was fine. I did get to see rubbish floating down the street, which was fun. Like a full wheelie bin, you know, chest size wheelie bin, just floating along the main road of Geelong. It was quite, um, it actually summed up our town pretty well, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) It was a nice little visual metaphor. I survived, thankfully, for the good of the show. We survived. Yeah. I, I don't think I could do this on my own. You
0: don't reckon? No. I reckon you could. I couldn't.
1: I have no chance. I I'll, need I'll, someone to bounce
0: off. I'm the setup man. You're the delivery man. <laughs> so, but anyway, thanks for everyone that's listened so far. The Lisa Substitute episode's
1: been going gangbusters. We can't thank you all enough. Yeah, I, well, it's such a popular episode of The Simpsons. So, I guess as we do the better episodes, we're going to, you know, hopefully vicariously live through that. People are going to like us more. The amount of people who said this is your best episode yet. I don't know if it really was that we did anything all that special. I think it was just that we were talking about a very, very good episode. I think it's because
0: I could tell when I was editing just how passionate you were about that episode. Like you were you could sense just how happy and into it you were, you know. Right. Okay. I think that's what it was. It was you that made the episode, not me. All right, good. Well, maybe I could do this on my own. (laughs) Also, thanks to everybody that uh, we mentioned last week that we have the donate page on the website. So, fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. If you want to chuck some money our way, you don't have to, but we really appreciate it. But these are the people that have this week and we... Honestly, could not thank you enough. We have Susie Pline, Jeff Edmonds, Tim Jones, Ben Kane, Emily Davis, Sophia Coulton, Mariana Patchett, Jason... His last name is DeVincentis. It's awesome. Yes. Jason DeVincentis. It sounds
1: like he would be a detective on Law & Order. Yeah. (laughs) Not like the main Law & Order, one of the spin-off Law & Orders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, SVU. Yeah, something like that, yeah. CSI New York. Uh, Megan O'Brien,
0: James Kroll, and Natasha Cooper. Thank you, everybody, for donating to the show this week. We can now
1: pay for food. <laughs> we can pay to live. So uh yeah Not just not just bad like like nice people food. We can get gravy on our chips. We can have lettuce. <laughs> There's talk of the GST going up to fifteen percent in Australia. We don't give a fuck. No <laughs>
0: No, honestly, though, the, the money isn't going to us to spend on whatever. We're using it to put it back into the show for advertising
1: and stuff like that. Paying for we, we the joke, website but, yeah. and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Pays for all the, the costs that come with getting the show yeah. out there to you people for Thank free. Thank you so much to all of you guys. And really nice to see some names donating that aren't necessarily names that are always communicating with no. us as well. So, it means like there's this whole subset of listeners out there. Yeah. It's like the Morlocks and the Eloys. Like, there's <laughs> a whole bunch of underground <laughs> listeners turning the cogs that we don't get to actually see. What's well, the great thing about, like... Even on the Facebook post, you mentioned just before that we're seeing
0: these names that we've never heard from before saying how much they love the show. Yeah. On the So, if, you, if you're if you listening to the show, jump onto the Facebook page and when we post the episode, tell us what you thought of the episode there because we will definitely read it there. Yeah. Also, if you haven't liked us on Facebook yet, facebook.com slash Discount. Follow us on Twitter. Mitch has been going crazy with Twitter this week.
1: I, Which is to say I've actually posted something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I tweeted at Donald Trump. You um, did. That was, was funny. Yeah. People yeah, liked your it. Your campaign seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? Donald didn't take the time to reply. Didn't retweet. No. <laughs> which is surprising. I'm not even Mexican. I would have thought that he would have got... That's a white-looking person. I'll be able to reply to him. So, at Four Finger Pod. Yeah. And uh, Ikea. I, um, really? I, I didn't tweeted a little Simpsons quote at Ikea. We'll uh, just, we'll found just... a nice photo of a couch and said, Ah, yes, sitting the Great Leveler. <laughs> I hope one day one of these people gets it. Hopefully. It'll... I mean, it'll happen eventually. Yeah, yeah eventually. But yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a nice day whether that does happen. Also I'll fo- take the day off work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, follow us on Instagram,
0: our uh, four-finger discount. And please rate and review us in the iTunes store. We've got any new reviews this week? There have been a few, but I haven't actually written them down. I was saving them up so we could go in a batch next week. Okay, let's do it next week. So, if you have written a review, we'll give you a shout-out on next week's show. But now, should we get into the episode?
1: Let's do, please. So, The War of the Simpsons, taking inspiration from the 1989 film The War of the Roses, not the six-hour-long play The War of the Roses, yeah. dealing in various Uh, wars between factioning monarchies I believe in like the 1800s I was going to put a trivia question about what movie was it named after and I thought
0: what why would I ask something so stupid of course Mitch knows what this is (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the original air date was May 2nd 1991 the chalkboard gag was I thought kind of um, like they'd run out of ideas it was I will not do anything bad ever again is that clever or is that just we can't think of anything? <laughs> uh, maybe
1: that's more at the end of a brainstorming session where you've re- thought of, like, you've thrown 35 of them out and then someone comes up with, I won't do anything bad ever again. And that covers everything that you've just written. <laughs> so in that room at that very moment, you're like, oh, that's the most fucking hilarious yeah. thing in the world.
0: But then out of context, you're like, yeah. Yeah, it's probably exactly right. And the couch gag was everyone squeezes onto the couch and Homer knocks them off, basically. Mm. So Homer's left on the couch. Now, a few facts about the episode it was the first appearance from Snake. Yeah. He wasn't named. Didn't have the name at that point,
1: obviously. No, no. One no, of no. the great lines.
0: All right. I get out at noon and I'm already invited
1: to a party. And there begins one of my favourite Simpsons voices as well. Really? Like Snake? Snake? I really enjoy doing Snake's voice just at various times. Like, people ask us all the time what Simpsons quote do you. Uh, do you use now? My car, I drive a Volkswagen Golf, so it can't handle regular petrol. It needs to be at least 95 octane or above. So every time I pull into a petrol station, it's like, she needs premium, dude. <laughs> premium, dude. It's the dude at the end. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, this was the last episode directed by Kirkland in his first year, so he really wanted to make it the best. And he said that he had difficulty animating Homer drunk. Apparently, it's not an easy thing to do. But one of the things that he did was he made his eyes open and close at different times. Yeah, the eyes were never the same. It's actually very clever when you go back and look at them. Yeah, yeah. Just a little slight detail like that. Also, the stumbling backwards and forward. But even apparently, actors even struggle to act
1: drunk. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not easy to do it, believably, no. And Unless you, can, you are drunk. Yeah, well, that is one method. <laughs> method acting. <laughs> Sometimes it's difficult to remember your dialogue in yeah. that instance. But yeah, you see a lot of it all the time, and in, in even the best actors in film really struggle with acting drunk. And now that I think about it, the other thing that a lot of actors really struggle with is driving as well. Like you yeah, know how a lot of the t- hand straight. Yeah, a lot of the time when they're just on a car that's on rails. The worst one for it all, of all time is in one of my favorite movies of all time is Tom Cruise in A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. They're driving on a dead straight road, and it's not like they're on, they're actually on the road. Obviously, the car's just being towed. He's moving the steering wheel left and right more than he did in Days of Thunder. It's like that. <laughs> it's like he did that. And went well. That's movie driving, yeah. I suppose. <laughs>
0: I I watch it. It's often in sitcoms. You see him just left right left right. You're you're driving straight. Yeah. I hope
1: you don't do this in real life. The best one ever. Have you seen uh, the blooper with Cary Grant in? I uh, might be. I'm not sure if it was North by Northwest. It was old old movie where they're just on a sound stage and they've got the um, filmed screen behind them of, screen, of the city yeah. Yeah. so they get to a point where they're supposed to be turning right and Cary Grant rolls to the right as if his body's being pushed but the actor next to him doesn't there's a little moment where he looks at him and then gives him a little nudge with his elbow and then the actor goes <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fantastic They that didn't make the actual
0: final product yeah they yeah. did the final cut of the film that's you can find it on YouTube so awesome I'll check it out also, the, uh, the marriage retreat, the area where it's designed was based on an area that Mark Kirkland grew up. So, he had great pleasure in drawing it all, animating and sort of reliving his childhood. Nice. Also, same with the bait shops. Apparently, he used to visit a lot of bait shops with his dad and that's, this bait shop was based off of one of them. Did he
1: have Catfish Lake where he grew up? I hope so. I don't know. That Kirkland, like, there was this one fish that he could never catch, and that's what this episode is. It's him fulfilling his childhood (laughs) fantasy of finally getting back there.
0: Yeah. And someone, apparently, this is something else, someone sent in virtually an identical script, but Schwarzwald had finished it before they'd got the script sent in, according to the story. Yeah. And they had to pay him off with US $3,000 so that he wouldn't sue him.
1: Yeah. Do you think that's why Elgin wouldn't read mine? When he said... You know, we wrote the um, the Treehouse of Horror sort of treatment, and he sent it through, and he said, oh, sorry, due to policy, I can't actually read that. I, w- I wonder if that's the sort of carry-on from that. So, they-
0: Jurassic Pork is going to be the next Treehouse of Horror? Well, possibly. It, it could be. It was great. Would you be disappointed, or would you just be stoked?
1: No, that- I'd be over the moon. They don't have to pay me a thing. You'd want a credit. Oh, a credit, yeah, of course I'd want a credit, because then I could get work, but, no, but they don't have to pay me at all. Um, and I'm sorry, I was just checking, it was definitely North by Northwest, the blooper. Okay, Terry cool. Grant. Yeah, you just wanted to double check so you didn't get. I did because you I did, said one of those blurry, things where I, I said it really confidently, and then in the back of my head I went, "Oh shit, I'm not sure if that's actually right." What was Lick it last Bash week? Is email in. Yeah, what was it last week? Oh, True Lies. You said True Lies when it wasn't. Yeah, I said um, Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the pre-recorded conversation to his wife was in True Lies. It was actually Last Action Hero. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mitch does not like being wrong. I don't
1: like <laughs> being wrong. Sometimes it happens because spur of the moment you're going through. I don't have time to stop and think of everything, and I drew a blank and I just grabbed my first kind of action comedy movie that came to my head. <laughs>
0: we're going with this episode,
1: what were your first thoughts
0: going back and remembering it before you went and watched it again?
1: Um, the guy in the bait shop is what, That's st- what I stood out too. to me yeah. as being the highlight for me of the episode. I it- remember Homer being more self... See,
0: I didn't dislike Homer as much as I thought I would have going back and watching it, because I remember it being Homer's just an absolute dick in this episode, and then he makes up for it at the end, but he's not really that bad throughout the episode. He's just... He- no, not really. He looks up to Marge, and he like he worships her, but he just... Can't, he's got bad habits that he
1: can't get out of. Yeah. And he's not deliberately trying to be a dick. You know what? I, as a kid, th- it, this is one for me. Like We've said a lot of the times that even as a kid, I was pretty you know, uh, with it. high level with a lot of the jokes on The Simpsons. But I guess because this one deals particularly with a lot of adult emotional comedy rather than adult intellectual comedy. even uh, There was a lot, particularly in the party scene in the first 10 minutes of this movie, that just went well over my head when I was younger. So, going back and watching that with a little bit more perspective was good. Like, a classic case in point, I, when I was young, didn't actually think that Homer was, ch- like, was perving on Maud. I thought it was simply he was drooling because he was drunk. Like, it was a kind of, like, uh, drunken okay. slur. And he, obviously, she's bent over. But it, I thought it was just one of those, like... Caught in a bad moment type scenarios, and and that he wasn't actually trying to deliberately make her bend over. Now I go back as an adult and go, "Oh, you absolute sleaze!" But when I was younger, I was like, oh, "What are you getting so pissed off about?" So he's a little drunk, and someone was wearing a low cut dress. Big is, deal. Is, is, do you reckon that that scene is the epitome of Simpsons sleaziness? Yeah, I don't think they could have pushed it much further. Oh, that than is that. just full on cleavage. Yeah, I I even mean though just the fact that just it was Homer making her doing it, conspiring so. to do it, and yeah, and not. You know all of the outrage that came from him dancing with Princess Kashmir, compared to this, like you know there was this is so much so much worse than what happened in that. Like that was just harmless dancing in a, a good environment. He wasn't whereas, touching or un- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that you know, at the end of the day, that's her job. Whereas this is you know it's the next, next door neighbor's, door neighbor's wife. wife. It's like I said, I really don't think they could have pushed it much further and have people still maintain sympathy with Homer.
0: I think in Homer's Night Out, he was drunk, but here he was beyond drunk, and he was he became sleazy Homer. Yeah. I watched it and it just reminded me I very rarely saw my dad drunk when I was a kid. My dad didn't drink much. Did your dad drink much? Uh,
1: with friends, but he like he would never drink alone, so I guess most of the time if he ever was really drunk it was Probably like it would have been with the adults and I would have been up the other end of the house. So no, it was very rare that I was exposed to that. I can think of one particular time we had a good day at golf and came home wasted. (laughs) It's such like you. (laughs) (laughs) You got your fifty remember you had your fifty and you had like a party at the fucking golf. Yeah, I guess that's right. I got very excited. (laughs) But uh, but and, and even again, like as a kid, I didn't really understand what that was about. I just knew that it was my stepmom at the time. I knew that she was angry, but I was like, oh, why? Dad seems happy. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't understand what the problem is. I think it's like
0: you said, it's the adult side of the humor in this episode is you don't understand why Marge is embarrassed. Yeah. But now the older we get, you're like, yeah, I wouldn't be happy with that either. Yeah, definitely. So, it starts off with Marge
1: panicking because they're throwing their first party. It also starts off with Homer's stupidity. First yeah. lines of the episode. Hmm. Horse doobers. (laughs) That was a quote that I'd forgotten, and it's definitely a quote that will be in my head at every party I go to with finger food from now on.
0: There's a lot of great quotes at the start of this episode, like you said, isn't there? Yeah, there's
1: a heap of zingers that come
0: through early. Now, with this scene, when you're throwing a party, I'm very similar to how Marge is. Nicola's worse, but... We always overdo it. We think that people are going to care that
1: the floor has a bit dog hair on it or whatever. And it's like, your friends don't give a shit. No, I'm not like that at all. not like that at all? all? As long as I've got food- I'm not so much like that. Yeah. But Nicholas is for (laughs) one. I'm big on making sure food's okay and that everything in that regard is sorted. And I will buy stupid amounts of meat. Yeah, exactly. Because like, you know, I'll buy, say it's a barbecue and you're getting sausages and hamburgers and maybe some lamb chops. And I'm like, all right, well, there's eight people coming. What if all eight people want hamburger? I better get eight hamburgers. Oh, hang on, what if they want? I better get eight. I, I I just guess I just have to get eight of everything. Of course, no going to eat that much food. And then we get the uh, the really funny line of Yeah, you can't have any fun in bed. <laughs> oh, son, when you're older, you'll know better. <laughs> mm. Oh, baby, I didn't get that joke as a kid. No, definitely, yeah, that's another that one that's ooh, right baby. over your head. Yeah, I watch it now and I
0: was like, oh, good god, what's happening here? And then yeah. I completely forgot about that joke, and I was like, ah. Yeah, when I was a kid, I never would have
1: got that. You know the other thing about that though, I watched that joke and and I did imagine myself just eating a nice lusty sandwich in bed and went, "That'd be nice." Have
0: you? When's the last time you ate a good meal in bed, even a sandwich? It's been a really long
1: time. Outside of maybe some toast or something, it's been a very long time since I've just sat down in bed and gone through. I might do that, like just make this big hoagie, just full on (laughs) French bread loaf, like you know, one of the like a meter long loaf. Ash, I'd like to be alone with the sandwich, please. <laughs> <laughs> my last time would
0: have been when I used to go out. My usual Saturday night before I met Nicola was going out, getting away. So, calling Mum
1: mom up saying, order a pizza for me. Yeah. And then I'd get home and it was waiting on my bed for me. Nice. Actually, you just reminded me. That was the last thing for me was when Ash and I were in LA and we'd ordered this gigantic j- Gigantic fucking pizza! Like it was the they're thick too, yeah, top to bottom. Uh, or was it? No, 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 not a Chicago pizza or something, is it? Possibly. I'm not sure. They but call this, it pie. I thought this was a New York style pizza, yeah. just done in LA, and um, they do call it pie, even if it's only a thin one. Okay, but it was just Hawaiian, so it was relatively basic, but it was massive. Like it would easily be the size of this couch cushion right next to me here. So family party size, I guess. Yeah, pretty so, yeah. much. Now it was just Ash and I eating that in bed in LA in a hotel dream uh ash had i think two slices and i had all but half a slice of the rest of it was awesome i started hallucinating <laughs> like <laughs> i got three slices in I was like oh i'm full i'll have a fourth and then i'm really regretting that fourth i'm like okay i need this to be taken away from me because i can't stop eating it. it's too tasty so i folded the lid and like put it at the I, end of the bed and i, I laid back for a little it has bit. to be out of reach <laughs> yeah i laid back and then about 10 minutes went by. I'm like, no, nah, I need more. And I was just like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've lost control. Then, like The room started to spin after another slice. And then I kept going. And ultimately, with half a slice to go, I had to put it outside on the balcony and lock the door. <laughs> that was my only way. Man. It was like Jumanji. It kept calling for me. I was like that. I,
0: Nicola had like a roasted vegetable salad for dinner last night. I ordered a pizza. We're watching Heat. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like... Okay, I've eaten seven slices. That's my slice left. <laughs> closely put it away. You don't need it, Brendan. Five minutes later, Brendan, what are you doing? I'm just... I'm going to finish it off. I don't want to yeah. eat it tomorrow. It'll, it'll be bad by tomorrow. <laughs> I gave Jet some, though, at least. Uh, good. So, everyone rocks up, and I like the... What are our friends', na- what are our friend's names again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Flanders, straight away, showing off. Yeah, Classic he Classic show-off Flanders.
1: But, again, he's not doing that. He's doing it to try and help out. Remember, the first thing he does here I guess is so. give Homer a drink. That is true, yeah. yeah so, he's not... Like he, he doesn't mean to do it He just does a Great line though from Mo mm. like, it, It's a throwaway joke If I have a PhD in mixology And then the fact that Mo takes that seriously <laughs> College boy <Yeah. laughs> That really had me laughing
0: And Flanders uh, with the
1: drinks Was a reference to Tom Cruise in Cocktail Just the way he was pouring them Yeah, yeah I, Look I did read that But I didn't pay enough attention yeah, To the animation nah, of them I And I don't think anyone Paid enough attention to the movie Cocktail To actually verify that claim I don't remember even watching it I've seen it No good? No, I only watched and it. Do you love to, Cruise. I do. I only watched it to kind of cross it off the list. Of, yeah. There's maybe two or three Tom Cruise movies I still haven't watched. Which are? Uh, Legend is one of them. Like, it's the really, really old, old, early um, stuff of his.
0: Yep. Uh, now, the party's not going too great. Uh, Barney's trying to hit on Marge's Sisters. You get sprayed with a mace. Uh, Hibbert is very upset about the gag Ice
1: Cube, which I thought was funny. Oh, I love the fact that Hibbert. Who's always laughing was so deadly serious. He was here. the opposite of yeah. He, yeah, really cast against type, and that again just went a long way to show how offensive Homer was being and how stupid he was being. That when the guy who laughs at everything doesn't laugh and draws the line, then that you again as an adult watching that one. Ah, yeah, that's very clever what they've done there. Someone seems to have slipped one of those novelty ice cubes with a fake fly in my drink. <laughs> it was me. You fell for it, Homer. These novelty ice cubes are often made from highly toxic chemicals. Ironically, a real fly would have been much more sanitary.
0: You should see the look on your face. It's priceless. <laughs> have you ever been in a group where Ash has embarrassed you in front of your friends? In mm. the sense that Homer's embarrassed Marge? No. Yeah. I I think <laughs> it's something men do more often than Yeah. Not. yeah. I could, I, Nicola's been drunk. But not to the point where I want to leave her to die, to sleep <laughs> on the floor. But yeah. Um, uh, I, do, I do like when Homer's remembering that Hibbert, like you said, he's the one that goes, hmm. You yeah. Know, when he's remembering the flashback of Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, they're trying to emphasize that Hibbert, like you said, Hibbert's usually the happy one. He's the
1: complete opposite. Yeah. Here. Again. And, I, and also, I like that they show the intelligence of Hibbert as well. Like, you know, yeah. like how hey, this is carcinogenic. Ironically, a real fly would have been much more sanitary. <laughs> now, Bart changes the snacks to Boy Our Party Sucks. Just yes.
0: Classic Bart. So, well, classic Simpsons visual gag, I guess you would say. And Homer wants him to do something for his friends. Now, this is something I can remember my dad. Whenever my dad would drink, he'd say, "Oh, Brendan, do this. Yeah, I did, did get that a lot. And I can't remember what it was. I was trying to remember what it was my dad used to try and get me to do. But it's, it's just funny here. Bart's like, do what? And that like, thing you do. Go to bed. <laughs> but it's just... it's true though like your dad when he drinks he always wants to show you off it's like he's proud of you yeah but i remember there was something I used to do that his friends loved but i just can't think of what it was
1: was it uh Alouette, gente, Alouette. Oh, Alouette. Alouette. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah did your dad used to do that with you yeah i didn't have like a thing that i would do but if i'd said something funny like three hours ago then he'd be like say what was that thing you said and that would be it like i'd you know i'm not part of the conversation i'll just be walking past well like, Mitch, mean what was that thing well, what, what yeah. the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so Homer's getting really wasted by this point And
0: I think it's the first time we see him Embarrassing himself publicly to this extent It's very mm. similar to like the chilli cook-off
1: Yeah <laughs> Sorry, I've, I had nothing to add to that I just, just quietly wanted to enjoy memories of the chilli cook-off for a moment <laughs> I'm missing the
0: cook-off <laughs> It's happening now and I'm missing it <laughs> what I liked most just about about this scene was when he's yelling at the guy that he's never met I've never met you you stink yeah.
1: <laughs> your entire operation stinks and I quit
0: well, don't quit yeah. well, alright then yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a homo I've never met you yeah. our friend, our wives are friends I've been wanting to tell you off for years we met
1: three hours ago yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was just a really funny way of showing just how drunk Homer Yeah, and then we get to as we mentioned one of the sleaziest scenes of all time could you give me uh Handful of peanuts. Maud. Oh, sure. Okay. Not those peanuts. Oh. The ones at the bottom. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. I think it's because it's the
1: nuts that adds that to it. That doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. That definitely adds to the yeah. sweetness. The ones at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Although, another party thing that whenever I'm at a bowl of any sort of snack, I do have to give it that. The ones at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I just... No one I'm, gets it I just sounded like
0: the dude From Saw then Like you're completely sober But you have to say it like that Lord Pass me the fl- do <laughs> The ones at the bottom
1: <laughs>
0: You have three seconds To get the ones at the bottom God that'd be a different movie <laughs> I know right And then obviously Homer's passed out Barney's loving the fact That Homer's just completely wasted Yeah And then They're walking out Homer's passed out uh, Drunk Homer, on the floor you're the king Yeah and I like uh, Hibbert's line of...
1: If you want him to live through the night, I suggest you roll him onto his stomach.
0: Thank you. I will, Dr. Hibbert. Thanks for coming.
1: Remember, I said if.
0: And then Marge leaves him on his back, which I thought was telling. Yeah, that's true. She tried to roll him over and it's because he goes, boy, what'd you do? Yeah. And mm, that's pretty funny, actually. So, do you think that Marge... They, they wanted you to think that Marge was willing to let him die at that point? Or do you think she was just so angry she wasn't thinking straight? Uh, don't take it literally. No, no, no not taking it the, literally. But like, do you think in, Do you think there was something in there that they made... Because the animators could have said, well, we better make sure she rolls him onto her stomach because it could be seen as
1: she's perceived as she's trying to leave him for dead. These days, if in a politically correct world, then they probably would have put that in there. But, yeah, like, she's not walking away she just going, I oh, don't care if you die. But, yeah, it's more just a case of, uh oh well. Yeah, it's this is your own making. Whatever happens is on you. It's like, well, fuck you then. You know, it's your own fault. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, he's woken up by Marge bashing the vacuum cleaner. Very into violent. It, very- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when here's how you know when you're in trouble. If you've had a really big night and the vacuum gets turned on before nine o'clock the next morning, someone's pissed at you in yeah. that house. <laughs> <laughs> it's- Has that ever happened to you? Uh, yeah, once or twice. What'd with you my- do, Mum? When I was are oh, Mum l- living it at home? I had one very, very, very bad night once. Not bad, but big. Like, I was, it was as far gone. Was it the one you nearly died at? No, no, it wasn't the one I nearly died at. I was was living on my own by that point. Okay. No one to turn a vacuum on in sight. No, but I'd come home and... Like, to give an idea of how badly drunk I was, I came... I I think I went out wearing, like, jeans and a T-shirt or something, and I came home. I woke up the next morning... I watched The Shining for a little bit, scared the shit out of me because <laughs> it was the first time ever that I'd found it terrifying because I was so drunk that yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. But um, I, I woke up in completely different clothes and then I was like, what's going on here? I, and then like I wandered back in through the house and I had like jeans somewhere and a shirt somewhere else and I'd obviously come home stripped off but then I got into my bedroom, put clothes back on and then <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the sort of mindset that I was in. I'd... Uh, th- Thrown up massively in um, the front yard, and it wasn't. Oh no! Like mum was doing housework, the neighbour was like um, had the lawnmower going in the next. And I had this splitting headache. I was like, Oh god! Classic need, Sunday morning. I need to just get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and jumped in the car and driving off. My mum's come out to say goodbye and sees this pile of vomit sitting in oh. the driveway, and she sort of looks at me and starts talking for an explanation. And the most beautiful thing in the world happened. The guy with the lawnmower just sort of. Came close to her. So, I, I was just from the car, but I, sorry, I can't hear. I have to go. <laughs> the <laughs> fine intervention. Came back. Everything was cleaned. It was amazing. Your mum cleaned it for you. Yeah. I got what away, a woman. Got away with it all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Marge, as we said, wakes up uh, Homer and they argue in the car with the Mexican hat dance. is The second time this has been used as distracting music.
1: Oh, the first one being... Demoxynil
0: Man. Midi yeah, in the alley of
1: course. In 15 minutes. Come alone. Yeah, yeah. So it's, the go-to, it's the go-to. It's great music. It'd be good for a ringtone, actually. I should try and work on that. <laughs> be a good um, car horn. Yeah. I like that line of... I want to make sure the kids don't hear. When I was young, I always hated knowing my parents were fighting. They're fighting in the car again. That music always sends a chill down my spine.
0: And then we get one of your favourite moments of the episode, Homer's Memory of the Night. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you can probably just quote this word for word, couldn't you? Just not? about. <laughs> so, like, they set it up as if it's the old Gonquin round table. Yeah, but. yeah. So I said I must get out of these wet clothes and into a dry martini. <laughs> oh, well said, Oh, indeed. you published again. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Oh, good Lord, there's a fly in my drink. I put it there. You did. I slipped it into your glass as a gag. Pure hilarity. <laughs> Pure Homer. I pronounce it to be the most whimsical jape of the season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: So Marge says that she's going to church alone. She's leaving Homer to apologise to Bart for... being a a bad role model, I guess it was something along those lines.
1: What's the word she, like she says, like apologize for uh, ruining his childhood or something like that. It's a really over, again, as a kid, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And, and, And like, it's very much Bart's reaction. It's like, Yeah, I've seen you wasted
0: before. Like, there's no big deal. I think Marge is just... You say she's over-exaggerating, but you can understand why she would be embarrassed at this point. Again, as an adult, yes. It's just when I was younger, I was watching that going,
1: what's the big
0: deal? Yeah. Yeah, Anyway. It's just a party, yeah. And Homer apologizes to Bart, and I like Bart's...
1: Dad, I have as much respect for you as I ever did or ever will.
0: And then cut to church. One thing I noticed just from the visual was that the Goody Two-Shoes family was sitting in the front row from the... uh, One of us, one of us. There's no disgrace like home. Oh, those guys. A yeah. really,
1: really goody two-shoes family, yeah. yeah. so it was the first one i would seen them since yeah. that episode. Yeah, the one... Sorry, that is the one... The, like, the ones where he tells them to stop the act, right? Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where he kisses his son and stuff like that. Yeah. I pity you, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maud covers up when she
0: sees him walk in, which I thought was funny. Yeah, nice touch. And there's, like, a guy that looks like Hitler in the background.
1: Yeah, bizarre. How weird. Like, why? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's very, very strange. Oh, do, do, and it's not like he was hidden in the background. He was there. Prominent. Yeah Everyone has a chance to repent.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Reverend then announces that they're having the marriage retreat. I like his line here where he says,
1: Mrs. Lovejoy and myself will be holding our third annual marriage retreat next weekend at Catfish Lake. It's psychological counselling for couples whose marriages are hanging by a thread or those just in need of a tune-up.
0: And then at one point when he says the, like the marriage is on the rocks kind of deal, marge just, the, mm-hmm. and then Homer is trying to think that the marriage isn't so bad, you know, yeah, it's just cool. or
1: just a little bit of patch up work, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 it's me,
0: yeah. This is where Homer sort of starts to become a bit selfish, where he started really pushing it that he's
1: more worried about that he's going to be able to go fishing than actually fix his marriage. He's more excited that he's yeah. going to get to go fishing. I or before say. that though, like he's still there's that moment where he doesn't want in any way to go to that and doesn't think that it's as bad as that. It's like, oh, we'd love to go, but we... March, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then he finds out he can go fishing. Yeah. Yeah, so I can understand why Homer is... I guess why I should feel that Homer is selfish because he is being selfish, but... As we always say, he doesn't actually understand. It. It's yeah. just he's got bad habits that he can't get it's out of. Just oblivious of. to it. So they're trying to figure out a babysitter. And one arrives and she's scared of Bart. And this was a reference to the omen, apparently.
1: Yeah, it was sort of in the in the method of the animation and the, the, the screaming music. in the car and that sort of thing. Yeah, I love. The I fact- love the little baby Barbie's hair. Yeah, that's <laughs> looks true. hilarious. You know what I like is that Bart remembers her. Yeah, like, <laughs> Bart looks like he's about six months old <laughs> in that flashback. <laughs> Not clip. even that. Yeah, he's like ha ha, back for more, yeah. eh? <laughs>
0: Do you have a babysitter? I've never been babysitted by someone that I didn't know.
1: No, n- no, never. I don't think it's a big thing in Australia, really, is it? I don't think it is either. I think more often than not, like, if the neighbour has a 15-year-old or someone that wants to make some pocket money, then you'll get them to come over or, like, a responsible cousin or something like that. It's very rare that people advertise babysitting services. And services, think. yeah, exactly. Yeah. As a career kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had the babysitter's club. As, as books when we were younger. Um, I do remember them. Was I don't them? think they were popular because no one could relate. You either read that or you read Goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. It was Babysitter's <laughs> Club for Girls, Goosebumps for Boys. Yeah.
0: That's uh, exactly how it was too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just divide the library in half. Yeah. And Bus suggests that he should be the babysitter because that girl runs off. Because he's he- 10 years old. Yes, because he's 10 years old. Now, he uses the line here...
1: Take that tone with me, young lady. I'll give you a taste of the back of me
0: hand. I remember once I used that on my sister. Oh, yeah? How'd that go down? In front of my parents. Let's just say I never used it again. <laughs> <laughs> did you get the taste of the back of their hand? No, no. I've never been smacked by my parents. But safe to say, my mum and dad did not appreciate it. So, oh, well. Then Marge suggested Grandpa could do it. Grandpa, could you do something?
1: I can dress myself.
0: Oh. They try to really push that Grandpa's the frail old man. Feeble, yeah. But I loved build up to the ending where he reveals that he's just all been faking it. Yeah. It's, it's I, I think it's my favourite grandpa moment.
1: Well it's one of the few where he
0: gets he gets the upper hand and like think think of a think of a manual where he, he's calculated something and it's paid off like this. I can't think of another thing. No. Maybe the flying hellfish episode's a good defining yeah. moment for him.
1: The only thing is do you reckon he's Calculate like it, the whole way through, not the whole way through, yeah. no, no, like from yeah, I think early days he's still kind of oblivious to the fact that he's being taken advantage yeah. of,
0: but the fact that he was able to figure it out and yeah. do what he did amazing. Yeah. Even though I didn't see it coming when I first watched it, I remember, yeah, no, definitely it's not. Not, it's not. It's not like they planted seeds for it, it's just you're like, good god,
1: where'd go, grandpa? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love his list, I love give grandpa the list of all the emergency contact numbers, yeah. you know, so he can look after the kids and then. Gives Lisa an emergency contact number so she can look after Grandpa if he falls over in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Grandpa, here is another list that uh, of, of all the things we're allowed to do. Uh huh. Okay, you are allowed to smoke cigars. <laughs> yeah. One thing too here, they
0: also sneak in a shot of Homer putting the tackle tackle box in the boot. Yeah, or in the trunk, as the Americans would say. And it sort of sets up that you or know, trunk. Yes, <laughs> uh, that you know something's going to go wrong because obviously they're not meant to be going to this marriage retreat to go fishing. Yeah but you know that's all Homer's thinking about you are like well where's this going yeah it was a nice little reminder and just a reset yeah just to continue the story of that yeah between marge and homer so homer notices the bait shop and he pulls
1: him we get the petrol gag fill her up <laughs> oh, I see, stretch my legs <laughs> ooh better got some gas yeah what i like for they've obviously been driving a while so How- marge must have known that they'd only just filled up a second earlier yeah. How did that a, happen? It's like, how long did it take to get to Catfish Lake? Yeah. yeah. Um, and the general Sherman story. I'll leave this to you, because you, you've quoted this a few times. <laughs> well, I just it's Hank voicing him, isn't it? Yeah. So, voiced by Hank in this episode, Harry uh, re-voiced him later on. But In what episode? Uh, I don't know, but uh, just he's obviously listed on the Simpsons wiki. So oh, oh, yeah.
0: He's also appeared in EIEI Doe, and it's a mad, mad, mad,
1: mad Marge. Ah, there okay. you are. Yeah. So firstly, I like the whole the whole setup. The fact that you've got like the old fishing guys just over in the corner playing cards the and swapping guys. their stories. Yeah. The fact that like there's the photo, like it's the only known photo of him. Which is, Loch Ness. Yeah, very yeah. clear Loch Ness reference. But he does such a great job. Like for me his his most quotable bit is the his final lines in the episode, but does a really great job of setting it up early. Like, he sets, he builds himself up with Mystique. It's written so well. Like, it's such an old man of the sea type thing. Like, that. Well, if you ask me, and people usually do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it reminds me of, um, you've seen Jaws, obviously. Yeah, of course.
0: Is it Clint? Who's the guy that's the old fisherman and he's telling the stories?
1: Quint. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. It's that scene, like, it's similar to the scene where they're sitting around the table comparing and he tells that amazing story of uh, all the, you know, 500 men went in the water. Three hundred uh, was it? Um, Three hundred and ninety died, of an, uh, by the cold sharks took the rest. I remember when I was a kid, that scene bored the shit
0: out of me. As an adult, I watched it and I was like, "Man, this is oh, awesome!"
1: It's intense, yeah. It's so great. Yeah. it's one of the one of the great all time movie monologues. It's like a great movie ghost story, isn't it? Even though it's real. Yeah, yeah, and it was based. Yeah, I think it was off the USS Indian- Indianapolis, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that there is the only known picture of the general. Can't see what he is exactly. He's freakishly big, though.
0: Hmm. Gentlemen, I am going to catch General Sherman. Oh, my. I love this. just, oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's the first person ever that's decided to go and take it on. (laughs) he tells his story to everyone. No one thinks they're going to try and go catch it. Yeah. But it's it's Homer's, like, just, he's so determined now.
1: (laughs) Homer's so great at... Really becoming focused on completing a task. It's like that thing of like it's my lifelong dream. Like he has so many lists of things that he feels like he's born to do. Yeah. And when he's in that moment, that's all he all he can think of.
0: It's so relatable though that scene because if you got told that
1: story, you'd want to catch that fish. Definitely. Look, like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I would. If it had been a hundred odd years ago and people were mounting an expedition to go and get the white whale, I'd have been on that boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you feel like in a way that's just a little bit of kind of Aussie? A, it's a little bit of Aussie arrogance, and it's mixed with a bit of a laid-back attitude of, well, how hard could it be? It's a fish. Yeah, that is true. It's a fish. I'm a man. Let's get it done. But
0: then we cut to other kids in the backseat of the car. Grandpa's driving them. I love Bart's line here where he goes, because is a bit... She's starting to see that they're taking advantage of Grandpa. Yeah. And then Bart says...
1: Lise, in these crazy, topsy-turvy times, who's to say what's right or wrong? But right now, my gut's telling me, bleed gramps dry.
0: I think in this episode, I always thought that Homer was the villain. I think Bart is the villain in this episode because Bart is being evil and deliberately, deliberately doing it and knowing evil. he's being evil. Manipulating. Lisa's telling him he's being evil and he still does because he wants to. Yeah. Homer's just dumb or selfish, I okay, guess, and he's just oblivious to it all. Like he, yeah. He's always oblivious. So, I, I think the bad guy is Bart in this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's probably a fair call. It's also, I enjoyed seeing Lisa be bad as well. Like what was she? Ba- oh, the ice cream part. Well, yeah, she goes along with it the whole yeah. way through. Like she just gets swept up in being an eight-year-old girl with no rules, and suddenly she can have ice cream whenever she wants, and that sort of thing. And she, you know, just that inner joy comes out in Lisa. In this, it's like two episodes ago, brush of greatness when they're cutting through the line. Yeah, exactly. Like it's in in a bad way, but it's just cool to to you it's know not hurting anybody. No, not massively. no. <laughs>
0: And then Marge and Homer arrive at the retreat and the other couples are The Flanders, Lovejoys,
1: and John and Gloria. Gloria, yes, referencing George and Martha. From um Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Yes. 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 Have you seen uh, that? No, that's one that I have avoided. Just sounds like a movie you would have seen. Yeah, I think um there was someone who's in it? I think there's like there's an actress that used to sing or something. Okay. And I always get very wary of those. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but like, well, what I liked about the character Gloria was that Kavner, Julie Kavner voiced her. Mm. it's very rare that she voiced anyone but the Bouvier family. But the Bouvier family, yeah. yeah. I was a big fan of just the opening as well. And it's so, it would be so true for that sort of thing. It's like, hmm, three couples, our best turnout yet. Yeah. One factor that I wanted to get out here, I thought was
0: quite good, was that Gloria's hair was based on... Uh, Kirkland's assistant Susie. Now I'm assuming her last name is pronounced Dieta. It's D-I-E-double-T-E-R. Dieta.
1: Yeah, I'd go with Dieta. So Susie
0: Dieta. Fun fact about Dieta: she was the first female director for The Simpsons, Futurama, Baby Blues, and The Critic. Oh, really? Yeah. Good on her. Yeah. Fun fact. Yes. <laughs> just <laughs> out of nowhere, I was like, "Wow, you actually are somebody." Yeah. You're not just the assistant to Kirkland. No. But yeah. So Gloria's hair
1: was based on her hair,
0: apparently. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So then we're continue, Mitch. <laughs>
1: Isn't there like we were chatting with Nikki about this, saying that they don't really allow. To, like you're not really supposed to be drawn these days but seems back in the day like a lot of the people on the staff were just used as inspiration yeah they are used as inspiration they, yeah strange that they've tightened up on that yeah, I wonder why maybe
0: because the more popular the show got because it's still season 2 the more popular the more people were trying to do it maybe maybe people were trying to draw their friends and family and say I'll draw you into the episode as well yeah maybe and they are taking advantage of the situation because it's always drawing like co-workers at this point but yeah like even Nikki said that she wasn't allowed to draw herself into an episode was she no you think she, you think you like even as a background character, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Who's even going to notice? Exactly. So we we get the uh the argument between uh, John and Gloria, which I think is great.
1: She's the queen of the harpies. No, I'm queen not. of the harpies. No, I'm not. here's
0: your crown, your majesty. Get away from queen of the harpies.
1: In the right place. It's such a realistic argument. Do you know what a harpy is? To this day, I have no idea what that. I means. just assume it's just. I oh, know. I don't
0: know what it is. I can't even describe what I think it is. It's just a bad person.
1: I suppose I'm going I'm to look Go- this up. Google
0: Harpies here live on the show, Queen of the Harpies. Yeah. Well, he, he, he paints her as a terrible person, doesn't he? Basically, but I just think the argument is such a realistic argument. You know, it's not it's no, just na- no name. Oh, well, there's name an angle, but there's no swearing. It's just yelling at each other and talking over the top of each other. Hmm.
1: You're googling Harpies. What is it? Uh, from Urban Dictionary, a female who nags a lot for no reason. Well, oh, surely Marge. <laughs> so the credit- actually often Marge has reason. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Queen of the
0: Harpies. That's that's yeah, cool. And- yeah. I like how they just get fixed immediately.
1: You know, the only thing about this, though, of all the like, urban dictionaries in there, but outside of that, on the front page, every reference when I type in Queen of the Harpies just relates back to The Simpsons. Really? I wonder if they've invented that. Maybe they invent- invented that. Or the, the actual word Harpies. Yeah. like Is that something that they've just come up with, or... Is it more that they just popularized it well, we so much this is what that the Simpsons thought over. a harpy was, so
0: we'll just call that the definition. Yeah. One thing I did learn from this scene was that apparently, according to the Simpsons creators, that the way to fix a marriage or to just fix a relationship is to into each their other's eyes. Yeah. It just it fixes everything. Your eyes. They're so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> i cotton. And then I like when reverence...
1: Remember my saving your lives and bringing you happiness when we pass the collection plate next week.
0: Now the Flanders here originally weren't meant to be in this scene. Did you read up on about this? Well, I, yeah. Originally, the scene was going
1: to have something like eight couples in it, wasn't
0: it? I'm not sure about that. I just know that the Flanders weren't originally in it, and it was going to have the Mr. Burns and a male order bride.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the, it, this was part of the thing. There were originally writing for a lot of different couples, okay. but the scene sort of lost its way, and it just went yep. nowhere for the story. But yes, they were originally going to have Burns with a male order bride. I was like, Ooh. But they had to drop that because. Of, like with no context whatsoever, it just looked like Mister Burns had a hooker. You, well, I immediately thought that. Does that make me a bad person?
0: Look, like male Another, order bride, not not a prostitute, but I immediately think that male order bride, that kind of angle, very similar. Yeah, selling yeah. yourself. It's like it's like what's the word? Like not slave labor, but you know, you pay money for a person to be your wife. Yeah.
1: Have you ever known anyone to have one?
0: Or known of anyone to have? I one? haven't known them, but the guys at work, apparently, like 20 years ago, four or five guys went over to, I think it was Bali or somewhere, and mm-hmm. they all came back with wives. Came back with a horde. Yeah. yeah they they went, went on an expedition. <laughs> they all came back with wives. Yeah. Apparently, it's a the story. They are all like, getting, people were giving them shit because they were all married when they came back like a week later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whirlwind romance. Yeah. And the other couple that was meant to be in here was Mrs. K and her ex husband, Ken. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who, have we ever seen Ken? Not that I'm aware but of. He was meant to be based on Dean Martin, I think I read, and he ended up coming out like a southern hick, so they scrapped it. Yeah, okay. And who was the man to fix this scene? James Brooks. James Brooks. Yes, he was the everything. go-to, they like, should just call him the fixer. I remember as a kid, James Brooks, James a. Brooks, I always saw his name, but I was like, well, he didn't make The Simpsons. But you go back and you find out all these details, and you're like, man, his, what would the show have been if he wasn't his there? DNA
1: he was all over it. Yeah, man. It must have just been, like, rumours would have gone around Hollywood about this guy. Yeah. Like, just... You've got problems with your script. There's a man I know. <laughs> well, he Swag- just walks into the writer's room, kicks the door down, <laughs> yeah. starts scribbling on post it notes, sticking them everywhere, and storms out. I love that. Turns out the- that he was actually in the writer's room for like Dallas or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love the- it was 100- that man. 138th episode spectacular. How they got the caricatures of the creators. Yeah. And he's just a fat guy with money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but James L. Brooks, you could say created the show to an extent because he's the one that said, I want a cartoon on primetime television, graining Make Me One. Yeah. So if it wasn't for him, there would be no Simpsons. Yeah, basically. Also in this scene, you can clearly see that Homer thinks very highly of Marge. He's like,
1: Marge is going to tell us all your faults. Why don't you tell us about hers? Oh, she's perfect.
0: I sort of, at that moment, I was like, oh, I can't not like this guy because he clearly looks up to Marge, but he just can't help himself. He needs to be fixed and he wants to be fixed, which we see yeah. later in the episode. But I think with Homer is... He thinks very highly of Marge, but because of his personality, he takes advantage of it without actually realising it. Mm. And now it's at the point where Marge is just like, nah. My favourite thing that Marge says that she doesn't like about Homer is that he blows his nose on the towels and puts it back in the middle. I only did that a couple of times. (laughs) Justifies it. I love that. Not only did it once, I only
1: did it a couple of
0: times. I just love the fact that he's able to justify doing that. But I think that's also a bad thing of his personality, that it's not... Okay, I'm sorry, I did it. It's it's only a couple of times. Yeah. That's how just
1: gotten through life, you know, just justifying everything. Yeah. Part of that, though, is that it's come at the end of so many things. So, like, (laughs) you have to defend yourself at some point. And I love how, like, the passage of time and then that it gets to the point that her voice is so raspy. She just cannot possibly talk anymore. He drinks out of the carton. He never changes the baby.
0: Mm. When he goes to sleep, he makes chewing noises. And when he wakes up, he makes honking noises. Oh, oh, and he scratches himself with his keys. I guess that's it. No, no, wait. He kicks me in his sleep and his toenails are too long and yellow. To show the passing of time, we cut back to the supermarket where they're buying the ice cream. Yeah. I like the visual gag here where Grandpa's like, did your mum really write this list? And you see the actual list. And like broccoli, carrot, yogurt and stuff. But they're just getting ice cream. I love that there's so many different types of ice cream. Yeah. Chuckle, 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 chip. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as you said, you'll yeah, be cut back to the retreat and then, yeah, Marge is going through all the things.
1: Yeah. and it's a, It really shows. It's similar to when Marge bursts out with the, you want to be sad, be sad. Marge is a very repressed woman. Yeah. Who, throughout her childhood, throughout her married life, throughout her entire life has just sort of been... Swallowing everything and taking everything in it, and this is just her vomiting out every single thing that she's ever seen Homer do. And go, eh. this honestly, I reckon if you took people that were in a healthy marriage and got them to do the same thing, this could end relationships. Oh, I know, right. <laughs> could you imagine if you and Nicola, or myself and Ashley, we were just sat down in a room and listed every tiny, tiny little thing that pissed off you know the other person about each other? Uh, I know one for me, Ash hates it, that I leave bottle caps around the house. Generally, if I'm drinking- like- I
0: hate that. I fucking always have to clean your bottle caps in this room. Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm, it's a problem that I'm working through. <laughs> I'm only joking, anyway. <laughs> I do exactly the same. Nicola, for me, it's leaving my clothes on the floor or not yep. wiping the bench down properly after I've made a meal. Yeah, right. Nicola's like, why do I always have to tell you? <laughs> I'm sorry. We had
1: we had a little incident at the house the other day where Ash had yeah. like, swept the floor- because um, you know we've got a Labrador sheds hair everywhere, so I should swept, but did a real half-assed job of it. And You did, or she? Did. No, she did. And I was like, "Did you do under the table?" Like, no, I. You know, no. I'm like, well, "Why not?" There's hair under the table, and she sort of gave me one of those looks that said, "Don't keep talking." <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so she, I was like, "All right. I right," didn't say anything. She's given me that look before. I can't remember what it was that I did, but then she was done. And then I just quietly went and got the broom. And oh, She gave no. me another look at went, you fucking asshole, and just walked out on me. And, like <laughs> walked into the room, into the bedroom. Like, like if if you're going to take, go to the effort to clean something, fucking clean it right. <laughs> We've had
0: this exact same conversation, but it's Nicola telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> and I got annoyed when I I can't remember what I did. I got to the point where Nicola would ask me to sweep the floor or vacuum the floor, and I'd say, "Well, you're just going to do it again anyway." Well, if you did it right the first time, I wouldn't. <laughs> have to <you." laughs> So, yes, I can definitely relate to that conversation. Uh, I'm
1: only telling that story because Ash hasn't listened to one of these podcasts for some time.
0: <laughs> I'm going to take her dad to listen to this one. <laughs> uh, getting back to The Simpsons, though. Oh, our marriages are going to be ended after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, back at home, the kids and Grandpa are watching the McBain. The oh, and book. my
1: favourite one. Yes. Cap- yeah. uh, Captain, I cannot avenge my partner's death with this pea shooter. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember that. It's the best delivery. I can't avenge my partner's death with this pea shooter. I don't want
0: to hear it, McBain. That cannon that of yours is against regulations. In this department, we go by the book. Buy book. It's the buy book. That's what I love the most, but I... I- Completely skipped over like, the pea shooter. cannot
1: line. avenge my partner's death with this pea shooter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: great. That is so awesome. I'll have to go back and watch it again and appreciate it. Uh, so, Homer tries to sneak out fishing and gets
1: caught out. And I want to dislike I love Homer's plan, by the way. The sheer naivety of his plan. Like, he's got in two hours' time from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. He's going to catch the fish, clean the fish, cook the fish, eat the fish, and go back to sleep. And
0: get back into bed. <laughs> So he gets caught out, and like I said, I want to dislike Homer here, but I just can't help. But just I'm like, I would do the exact same thing. I would want to go out and catch that fish. Yeah, but I know that's not why he's there. I like the maybe uh, if my maybe if my marriage was on the
1: rocks like this, I wouldn't. This is where they sell him as being a little bit more pitiful, in that he can't control himself. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're thinking about fishing right now, aren't you? As Marge's face morphs into the shape of a catfish while she's (laughs) (laughs)
0: talking, they almost make it funny that he's being selfish. Yeah, which is why I think that I didn't feel. As negative towards him because they make it funny. Yeah. It's just like a little kid that can't help himself. Exactly. There's a chocolate bar there, he has to eat it. And then he
1: pleads for forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. And you know, what what do I do? Yeah. They're back in the bed. All right. And just that little restless again, like a kid. It's like, uh, uh, I can't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Three seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just remember him being more deliberately selfish and e- easier easy to dislike in this episode than what he is from going back and watching it now. But then, obviously, he goes for the walk because he can't settle. Yeah. And he goes fishing, but he doesn't mean to. He's just saying, hey, kid, you forgot your you rod. You forgot
1: your rod at the exact moment that it bites on. Yeah. But the thing is, once he's caught it, he very quickly forgets about everything else again. It's all about he gets him gets caught again. up in that moment. Yeah.
0: As you would, though. Yeah. But I think... At this
1: point, I think it got a little bit cartoonish, the way it was dragging the boat around and everything like that. Yeah, a little bit, but it also- It's a cartoon. (laughs) Exactly. When it's two-dimensional, how else are you going to sell? I love that, um, the animation of the fish leaping over the boat to sell the size of it. That's very, very well done. But yeah, there are some more cartoony elements than you're normally associating with The Simpsons in this particular little sequence. But then we cut back to what's going on in reality. well, I say reality, but back to Bart and Lisa, and again, just pushing it like that. Drinking coffee. Yeah. You sure your kids drink this for the last time? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. As a
0: kid, I didn't get that joke. I just thought Bart was just being angry, but it's because yeah, of rude. the coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he's all jittery.
1: Again, really good animation on that.
0: Yeah. And also, that's where Bart invites all his friends over for a party. Yeah. And he's just It's where he's really pushing the limits then. Yeah.
1: yeah. I love Otto. Tell my friends.
0: All right, but I got some pretty funky friends. And then Snake. Obviously, it's the first appearance from Snake as well. Yeah. So back at the retreat, we have the trust exercise happening, and Homer isn't there. And, uh, yeah, even the if he was here.
1: fall back into each other's arms. Yeah. Do I have to do this? No, oh, Marge, even if Homer was here, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the one of the best lines of the episode. It's the- Marge, as a trained marriage counsellor, this is the first instance where I've ever told one partner that they were 100% right. It's all his fault, and I'm willing to put that in a certificate you can frame.
0: And then we come back to Grandpa just getting out of the shower and he discovers the party. And then we come back and that's the, the clip where we see General yeah. Shimmer for the first time, just the animation of going over the boat. Yeah.
1: What What's the song that um, Grandpa's singing there, by the way? Oh, I can't like, remember. Over here, well, down, over there. Like I know, Whatever it is. I know, I, I know I really the song, like, but I don't know what it is. I really yeah. like that they've taken the time to animate that. Yeah. But I like the idea of an old man singing in a shower. It's just something about that. in the shower before. Yeah. We all have. It, everyone has, but I particularly like it as... A, You know, it's just one of those joyful moments that you don't lose even as you get older. Like, there's a great bit of that in The Rock where Sean Connery's singing in the shower. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that when you're singing in the shower too, that you think you sound good,
0: but you know you don't? I think when I sing anywhere, I think I sound good (laughs) until I hear myself. Yeah, until you hear it back, yeah. So uh, basically, the party's getting out of control, and grandpa undoes his belt to, I guess, spank the kid or whatever, and his pants fall down. Yep. I think it was great animation because they they show that Grandpa is a frail old man. He's got really skinny old chicken legs, mm. and when he's wearing his pants and stuff, his legs don't look skinny like that. It's obviously just old baggy Grandpa pants. Yeah, but yeah. I just think they did a really good job of just showing how old and frail Grandpa actually is. So then we cut back to Homer and he catches Sherman and he beats it to death, which as a kid scarred me. I was like, I oh.
1: love you, but I must kill you. Which is a reference to uh, the old man in the sea. Yes, Hemingway. Second time they've referenced that. In this episode, in the Simpsons run so far, what was the first other one? time being Martin Prince reenacting it in front of class?
0: Oh, when he was doing the yeah, doing yeah. the tool. I just remember as a kid, I was just not distraught, but I was just like, oh, "Why did you have to kill a Homer?" Like I, I hated Homer for that moment. You
1: no, know? yeah, I guess it's man versus nature and it's the adrenaline and, yeah. and taking things down. I bet yeah. if Leo had the chance in the Revenant, he would have killed that bear.
0: Yeah, I always feel bad for those cubs.
1: Yeah, I've actually if you have uh, I. You know, if you've watched the Revenant, um, or if you haven't watched the Revenant, you know we've both seen it. This isn't a spoiler. It's I don't know if I'd say it's a tremendous movie overall, but you know, it's it's certainly the it's well made. The physicality and the feats of this film are insane. But I am looking for you know how they had Taken, and then they did the sequel for Taken, which was the most genius idea for a sequel of all time, where it was the bad guy getting revenge on the good guy for getting revenge on the bad guy in the first place. I'm looking forward to a sequel to the Revenant where the bear cubs grow up. And have like this hateful, vengeful chase down of Leonardo DiCaprio for killing their mother. Just Jaws 2. Yeah, well, yeah that's <laughs> it, or Jaws 4, The Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jaws 3D. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we come back to the party, everyone's leaving the party, and this is where Bart finally starts feeling guilty and remorseful.
1: Lisa, I have this strong, unpleasant feeling I've never had before. It's called remorse, you vile burlesque of irrepressible youth. Well, how do you make this feeling go away? You grab a bucket and a brush and clean harder and faster than you ever have before.
0: It's very similar to God versus Thanksgiving when they're on the roof. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Like, how do I fix this then? You know, what do I have to do? And then
1: Grandpa's fake crying, and as they're walking... I was, they go- so, I, what it flashed me to was, uh, I like whenever Bart asks Lisa to explain emotions. Yeah. I've got this tingly feeling in the back of my neck. It's called guilt, Bart. I guess you're right. The red back spider. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe at, by that point, the animators realise
0: they've been doing it a lot, and they're just taking the piss out of their own writing. Uh, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, anyway. So, uh, I just love the the animation of the, the kids walking off to go cleaning, and Grandpa goes from crying to laughing. Yeah. You're like, oh, you son of a bitch. It, it <laughs> is... It's-
1: it's a little melodramatic. I guess it's difficult to do that voice and be fully emotional, but it is that, you know, you do really feel for Grandpa with that, like, I'm a failure. Like, it's tough dialogue, to, yeah. you know, to, to take on board. And, and again, really slams to the 10-year-old ten ten year and 8-year-old. Like, oh, boy, what yeah. have we done? We've yeah, made yeah. an adult cry. That, yeah. That's that's going pretty far. Like, I guess when you're a kid, if you see an adult cry, adults are the strong ones. When you yeah. see them cry, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, something's really wrong here.
0: I always remember when I was... I I think it was year seven or year eight and a teacher started crying because the kids were being so naughty and i was oh, like oh wow
1: and everyone,
0: you broke them yeah well uh he got super glued to a chair so... <laughs> <Help>. <laughs> the, he, the kid... stop
1: the podcast <laughs> <of> What happened?
0: <laughs> okay so there was i won't name names but there was like a group of like four kids that were just like the reckless kids right yeah so one of them gets deliberately sent outside the girl gets deliberately sent outside. Yeah. And while she's outside, starts throwing rocks on the roof. Because okay. we're in one of those portable rooms, Yeah, right? Yep. So, it's bang, bang, bang on the roof. So, this teacher, he gets up to go out to tell her off. Meanwhile, while he's out of the room, another guy from the group gets a tub of super glue and puts super glue all over his chair. Oh, no. Right? Teacher comes back in, sits on his chair. Five minutes. Or so, and, and people sort of like... <coughs> Yeah, Because like, we're like, shit. I remember distinctly in my head, the exact words were, shit's getting real. Can you not smell it. Superglue's got uh, a really strong smell. I was just like, shit's getting real, man. And they he's sitting there. And then about five minutes later, another guy from that group puts his hand up and says, Mr. So-and-so, can you please come here for a second? Teacher gets up, chair comes up with him. Oh, no. Yes, legit. <laughs> he sits back down, confused look on his face, sits back up, chair comes up with him. Everyone starts pissing themselves off not everyone but like most people pissing themselves off teacher teacher starts tearing up he goes alright who did it who who, who did it and he starts crying and then how (laughs) old was the teacher roughly 45, 50ish oh no and I was just like I was mortified because this grown man's crying right so what he does he forces himself up and his pants rip so he has a hole in the back of his pants And then he runs out of the room, streaming of tears, crying, like wailing. Oh, man. And then I remember my mate turns to the guy that did it and goes, look what you fucking did. (laughs) I always remember that. And he's like, I don't care, I don't care. And everyone by that point was like, go fix it. You have to fix this. Like, this this guy's crying. Anyway, so the, the teacher doesn't come back. The principal comes back and the assistant principal... And they say, the kid's name, so-and-so, you get here now. So, he comes out and
1: the guy, the kid's- No matter- Sorry. as That's the toughest job in the world for the principal because no matter how- Like, yes, the kid's been terrible. That's naughty behavior. But it's also funny. And as an adult, there'd be part of me that'd be biting my tongue so hard. Well, like, like Marge when she's young at the family for the bosom <laughs> Yeah, <thing>. exactly. <laughs> Was a-
0: <laughs> so the the kid was suspended for a month and had to buy the teacher a new pair of jeans. Oh, no, a new that's pair only, of pants. That's only fair. Yeah, <laughs> it was just that's how strong the super glue was. It ripped his pants. I'm kidding you not. <laughs> had a rip in his pants on his ass.
1: That's amazing.
0: That okay. was just. Oh, that was just. It reminded me of that moment of the teacher running out crying. Yeah. <laughs> God. Anyway, getting back to the Simpsons. What a world. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Homer arrives at the we got the P.O., I guess. Yeah, and Marge is waiting for him and he's singing, I am the champion! I am the champion! No time for losers! Because I am the champion of the world! I think we've all sung that song at one point when we've successfully done something. I remember winning when I was in Little League football. We didn't win a game for two and a half years and then we beat the top team by like four points. So you start saying we're the champions. (laughs) That was our theme song. And
1: you know, another really good one for that, lesson, lesson known, particularly internationally, is Rose Tattoos We Can't Be Beaten. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like check that if you ever want a really good celebration song.
0: Yeah. So Marge is there and she's just absolutely disgusted. But this is where the good side of Homer comes out. Where I yeah. think it's because he didn't even think about it. He was like, "Well, if you don't, if you want me to throw it back, I will." Yeah. She's like, "No, you won't." And he goes, "Watch just me!" Instantly. Yeah. And he just does it. And, and then it dawns then on himself that he actually did it. Yeah. And that's where he says, "What? You think our marriage is in trouble?" Look yeah. like you say one word and I do what you tell
1: me to do. Yeah. Like I fought it for six hours. She says one word and I does it right back.
0: I think that's a re- that's a really good like coming to come, what's the word not coming to senses but like a real- just a realization. Oh, yeah.
1: of, of exactly how much he loves her. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's not as good as the bar gets hit by a car
1: ending. But it's no, okay. it's not. Well, you know the only issue with it is that Marge is the one that thinks the re- marriage is in trouble. So, really, it's not for Homer to have a realisation that it's not. Yeah, that is true. Like it's, It's a little bit like he's, you know, he's decided that her problems no longer exist. Just because he's able to throw something back. Yeah, that's the one one thing, like one little hang up for me in the writing of that ending that, you know, yeah, he's throwing the fish back, but that still doesn't sort of... For me, for me, if I was Marge, it's too late. Like, that shouldn't fix everything.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, one thing I was going to say, but I didn't want to get into it because I thought you'd go, oh, well, you're just looking into things too much. But it was like, Marge <laughs> forgave him because he threw a fish back. It's like, what about everything else he's done? Yeah. And he has, that doesn't mean he's changed as a person. And it didn't stop the fact that he went fishing for six hours. Yeah.
1: He did one good did one good deed without even realising he was doing it because it was just yeah. in the head of the moment. Had he, like, you know, had he had the chance to explain that it was an accident or something in the first place, then, like, yeah, maybe she could forgive that. But, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but that is that is nitpicking. But it's
0: justified, though. Like, yeah. I remember watching it thinking, oh, come on, what? So after all this whole episode and a the, the, the lifetime of everything that he's done, he throws the fish back in the water and it's all over again. It's all it's all fine. Yeah, it just seems a bit shit. But anyway, so also here we get the scene with that the Matt Grinning, Yeah, the Matt Grinning hated, apparently, which yeah. it is a bit ridiculous, but it satisfied the kid in me. Yeah. Because I
1: remember when I was a kid, I was still upset that the fish was dead. <laughs> and now it just made me... Ha- I'm like, That's uh, true, the fish did look very dead. Uh, even as it oh, yeah. float, like as he gets pushed out of the boat and just floats to the bottom of the yeah. water.
0: Yeah. Or, or after home, just caving its head in with a freaking oar. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so uh, we cut back home. The kids are cleaning the mess up. Parents arrive. This is where we get the great-grandpa revealing that it was all a joke. Yeah. Grandpa, what's your secret? Pretending to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right you heard me pretending to cry <laughs> i can turn it on and off like a faucet <laughs> oh i'm crying i'm so sad way to go grandpa i <laughs> will never trust another old person i fooled you so long, <laughs> <laughs> and then we get mitch's favorite part of the whole episode
1: yeah it's just so the next guy that's coming to that bait shop and it's such a great end credits thing like it's such a great end tag it's what you would expect in like the end of a horror movie film or something like that where it's just someone the same person that told the story the first time is now incorporating what you've just watched into the next tale yeah general sherman they say he's 500 pounds of bottom dwelling fury don't you know no one knows how old he is but if you ask me and most people do he's 100 years if he's a day and uh, no one's ever caught him well one fella came close went by the name of homer Seven feet tall, he was, with arms like tree trunks, and his eyes were like steel, cold and hard. Had a shock of hair, red like the fires of hell.
0: <laughs> just the opposite of Homer. Yeah, it's so well written. What I love about it, too, is it makes me think that Homer had to call into the bishop on the way home
1: and explain his story. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> make, to make sure that the guys knew and then yeah. went home. Yeah. But yeah, so what were your final thoughts on the episode?
1: It's probably the most emotional humour that's derived from any of the episodes and by emotional I mean it's a lot of jokes about relationships and adult relationships and, and how they sort of work amongst each other that hasn't been done at any point in these episodes to this to certainly this, not yeah. to this extent almost not to any extent like this is almost exclusively adult humour throughout this I thought I
0: liked this episode more than what I did going back and watching it but I think it's just the case of it's hard to follow Lisa's substitute yeah because Lisa's Substitute was such so a good. good episode that I found myself comparing it to it when I, I'm saying, I'm trying to tell myself, no, don't, you can't compare this episode to that one. But I just kept doing it. I'm like, eh, this like the ending. I was like, it's a bit, you know, compared to the ending of Lisa's Substitute, I'm like, the writing's a bit
1: weak. Yeah, there's some some aspects of nitpicking that um, you could, as you said, justifiable nitpicking throughout yeah. this episode. So, that's fair. It's not 100%, but it's still... Very, very, very good episode. Yeah, yeah.
0: Plus, like we said earlier, the the humour I appreciated much more as an adult than when yeah. I did as a kid. And the B-plot with Grandpa, which i completely forgotten about that was in yeah. this episode.
1: It's just It builds great throughout the episode and the ending is just perfect for yeah. it. Yeah. But And that said, like there's so much in this, as we've pointed out, that I've remembered and taken with me. It's a very quotable episode. The, the bait shop guy. That, that's what always sits with yeah. me. And by the name of Homer. <laughs> he's so he, he gives so much gravitas to the name yeah. Homer. It's just—it's seven feet tall. Yeah. It was. Yeah, you know, it reminded me of. It, it, I haven't slipped in a Seinfeld referen- reference at any point in this review, so I may as well do it now. No. It reminds me of George, the marine biologist. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tell the uh, the sea was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> like an old man trying to return super to Delhi.
0: Scrubbing the whale. That's my favorite moment of Seinfeld. I tell you, he was ten stories high 10 if he was a foot. foot.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, have you watched the cartoon animation of that? Yeah, I have. Where they look, where Elaine and think are looking at each scimation. other go, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I wait out as if sensing my arrival, he let out a bellow. I raised my hand and said, easy, big fella. <laughs> it's
0: just, we've, I think we've all got a story that we exaggerate. And the more we tell it, it gets more exaggerated, but it gets more fun. And but, you tell it so many times you believe it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so good because you're believing the story.
1: Another fantastic George-ism. Yeah. It's not a lie. If you believe it. Yes,
0: yes. You really want to do a Seinfeld podcast, don't
1: you? Well, I just want to talk about a Seinfeld as much as I can in yeah, this. Yeah. I think I think that works well. What do we learn, Palmer? What did you learn in this episode, Mitch? If you're comatose or paralytic drunk and you want to live, try to sleep on your side. If
0: I learned that uh the gag ice cubes are actually quite toxic. Yeah, they are. More toxic than an actual. Do fly not put drink. those in your drinks. Yes, exactly. Now it's time for some trivia. Yeah. I've got some questions. Thank what, God for that. <laughs> what doesn't Marge like about Homer's toenails?
1: Is it about the way he clips them? Do they end up somewhere? They're too long and they're yellow. Ah, oh, damn, that's right. And yeah, yeah, you kicks should, kicks, her, a kicks her yeah. in her sleep. sleeve. Yep. Uh, another question. Why
0: are you trying to think of one? Uh, is who directed the War of the Roses? Ah, uh,
1: give me the initials. Acted in the movie. There's a quote. There's a tease. Uh, okay, man or woman? Man. I don't know the men that were in that movie. Um, Penguin. What, Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito, yeah. Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I've got one final one. Carl Bart. <laughs> can,
0: can you think of a trivia question? I've got one final one here. Uh, no, you go with your final one. I'll oh. see what I can do. Alrighty.
1: What episode do we actually find out Snake's name? Is it like season three, season four? Mm-hmm. Is it the one where Bart's in the ride-along? In the what? Where Bart goes with the ride-along for the cops, like where they have the aptitude test and turns out he's going to be a policeman. That's no, Bart the murderer. No, no, no. No, okay. No, it's Black Widower. Uh, Black Widow Yeah, that's right. Okay, so you got any questions? It's all good if you haven't. No, I, you know what? I really struggled because I was looking through, there's just not a lot of trivia about this episode. Yeah. Like in general, like you look online and there's not a lot of behind the scenes sort of stuff about it. I could hit you with the hard one and say, how do you spell hors d'oeuvres? <laughs> no good. Yeah.
0: Tabelle! Tabelle is here! Ooh! Alrighty, so time for the mailbag. But first, a couple of shout-outs. Mitch wants to get out of the way. Yeah, uh,
1: what are we going to go with? So, well, shout-outs as part of the mailbag, yeah, of course. Yeah. But firstly, people that have written
0: through. Firstly, if you want to send us a message, facebook.com slash Discount. send us a message there, and we'll get back to you
1: ASAP. Mm-hmm. Long-term friend of the show, Stephanie Hall. Oh, uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. written in, so she have not heard from Steph for a little while, so it's no. nice to know that she's still keeping in touch. She just got up with Brush of Greatness, was going to start Lisa's Substitute. Super excited for that one now so this is what she wanted to write in for we, we're we always excited to know how you guys are listening to the show a lot of the time it's public transport traveling to work or whatever it might be this one's a little bit more involved three years ago steph and her partner john moved in with his mum to save money for a deposit on a house very sensible moving in with your parents when yep. you're trying to do that his youngest brother was also still at home since then two more of his brothers have moved back so there are currently six adults living in a three-bedroom semi-detached with one bathroom That we have our own living room, but basically she gets zero privacy. So the only place that she can chill out and listen to the podcast without excess noise is when she's in the bath. Although now she's been told by John that he likes to listen too. So you should apologize for that little sexy reference.
0: Yeah, you should take it as a compliment um,
1: So I don't know if I'll be able to get away with it for much longer Hopefully the bath is big enough for two people Yeah, yeah Now, fun little bit of fact there We've actually recorded several episodes from the bath ourselves Try yes. to guess which ones I think you'd be <laughs> pleasantly surprised <laughs> The good news is that they've saved the money for a house on their own deposit They're currently searching for one We have open invitation I there? negotiated that To go stay there? Yeah Well, screw living with Nicholas family <laughs> Uh, okay, shout out for Katie Long So we put the call out to get a few little bit of saucy pictures And did we through. get some saucy photos Wow we Katie Long has sent through uh, I heard you were sad about not receiving lingerie. any dirty pics Well, lingerie, black, lace, frills It's got it all going on Of course it is Edna Krabappel <laughs> um, Was that you that replied to that? Icarumba? Uh Yeah <laughs> uh, We got one other one from uh, Prince Katie on the Twitter Um, Prince Katie At Prince Katie You wanted something dirty So here you go Photo of Mo Well I'm better than dirt Well most kinds of dirt (laughs) (laughs) Is that Katie Long again? I'm not sure No Well that's Katie with a C And Katie Long's with a K Ah, okay. We've just got a few Katie's that are running, doing the rounds. Uh, (laughs) Doing the rounds. From last episode, we need to point out um, we asked for people to answer a question for us if they were aware. And they told us. Did they ever? We got about eight people coming through with uh, More, even. Yes, well, eight that I saw. But thank (laughs) you very much to all of them. I'm not going to be able to name you all, basically. But uh, Mr. Bergstrom's You Are Lisa Simpson note does, in fact, show up again in a Season 15 episode where Marge is trying to cheer Lisa up with a note that says You Are Lisa Simpson but Lisa witheringly tells her that she's already got one of those and it, it cuts to a note of that framed on the nightstand. So it's this nice, you know, Marge is trying to build up and it's callback and it's just deflating instantly. She's like, yeah, I've got one. Yeah, it's, um, it's nice so that they
0: pay that much attention to keep that. And it's, it's good that Lisa's kept that note.
1: Yeah, definitely. Now, we've got a very special shout-out. Now, we have... Uh, what do we have? Like 46,000 followers on Facebook at the moment? Uh, almost 46, yeah. Thereabouts. There are obviously a hell of a lot of those that aren't paying any attention... To the actual podcast. Yeah. Now. Um, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So, we've got a very, very special shout out. There's a gentleman named Doug who is a uh, local to Geelong. He's sort of uh, yeah, a big, big fan of the show for a very long time. He would like us to send a message and uh, a name and shame to Dave Shaw. Who shame. Al- Dave Shaw alerted to Doug about Four Finger Discount on Facebook. And that's why Doug listens. But Dave... He's going, I'm not sure that he knows that there is a podcast associated with the page. David Shaw, what are you doing with your life, son? It's (laughs) pinned to the top of the fucking page. We advertise it daily. (laughs) It cannot possibly be missed. It's a four-finger discount, and Aussie Simpsons podcast, I think, is the tag. It's listed on Facebook as being a radio show. You cannot possibly be unaware of this. So, um, basically, Doug wanted me to call it out and say, Dave... You're a disgrace. You're a disgraceful human being. And if you know anyone else that is liking the page but not listening to the podcast, they deserve the same treatment. So, a big Australian-style kick up the bum to everyone that is just liking up. us for sharing random photos. We put no heart, well, a little bit of time and effort in those photos, but this is where the heart and soul of Four Finger Discount is. Yes. So, please, get on the podcast. Get your friends on the podcast if they are not listening to it. This is the bread and butter. Yeah. I'm sorry that you had to be the first one, Dave, but I had to set an example. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay from there we're going to move into some oh sorry no one more shout out from jordan martins this is just a relatively quick one um started listening to the podcast less than a month ago watched the iron giant for the first time today it was amazing thanks for the recommendation i had to squeeze that in because it's been about two weeks since i've yeah. spoken about the iron giant in my day-to-day life uh but no i'm really glad you enjoy that jordan and i'm glad that you're enjoying the podcasts now on to the questions dando I hope you are yes. ready to go with answering these ones. We've got one coming in from Tim Cadwell, uh, who, in general, um, sung his praises of the show, thank you very much, and said, give him a shout-out. I'll eat that shit up and show my friends. <laughs> Don't show your friends eating up shit, Tim, because do it. they will not stick around. Take a, take a photo and tweet it to Mitch. Oh, dear Lord. It's a tub girl all over again. Yeah. Uh, he would like to know... Is there an episode, or which episode would it be, that we wish we could travel back in time to when it first aired and watch for the very first time, never having seen it before? Not as a child, us today. So we don't want to go back and say, I wish I was eight again watching this. What episode would I say, I wish I was 27 with everything that I know and be able to see this for the first time ever?
0: Probably my favorite episode, twenty-two short films about Springfield.
1: Yeah, right. Having seen Pulp Fiction, you yeah, would appreciate now, now that. A of I appreciate a lot more. all of the because as a kid, I didn't appreciate all the
0: references that were made in that episode. Yeah, yeah. I think twenty-two short films. I love that episode.
1: Yeah, No, that's a pretty good one. I was going to say who shot Mister Burns again. I was going. I was. Cause go- I love the mystery, and I'd love to be able to relive not knowing. I
0: was gonna. I was going to say that, but then when you said not go back to being eight year old, but the reason I was going to say that was because I remember as an eight year old not knowing and enjoying it, and I thought, well, I won't... Go back to that episode again. I'll think of something that I would appreciate as an adult more. Yeah, but fair I think enough. As an adult, I appreciate I would appreciate twenty two short films more than the Mister Burns. But the ending to Who Shot Mister Burns the, the build up to it is great. You know, not not knowing like you said, yeah, who actually shot him.
1: You know what I reckon? Actually, now that you, I think about it, so outside, Who Shot Mister Burns is the obvious one. Yeah, yeah. Outside um, of the obvious, Springfield. So uh, Burns with the casino. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's again. There's a lot of jokes in that, like all the references to the Aviator or uh, to Howard. Bruce used. I had no idea about any of that when I was a kid obviously it wasn't until I watched the aviator years later that I went oh that's what they were making fun of yeah so that'd be a really good one I think to, to go through that and again as an adult seeing it for the first time I'd have more appreciation for Homer's feeble attempts to to reconnect and the way gambling can overtake people and yeah that'd be really cool Yep. it's a great question as well actually yeah. it's, it's one of the more in, sort of actually us think The next question that we have is from Jason Canham, who's uh, been—he's been writing a bit prevalent on the Twitter. Uh, Actually, I liked uh, someone else. I was—we had our conversation last week about Dustin Hoffman being, in my view, one of the best actors of all time. Yeah, yeah. He's saying um, Hoffman versus De Niro. If Hoffman was better later, who had the higher peak? So I do have to concede De Niro had a better peak. Like you cannot argue with Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, Raging Bull—all those films are just absolutely phenomenal. I watched Heat last night, by the way, everyone. Yeah, amazing. How, How good is he in that? Yeah. that's like the most understated De Niro um, yeah and, but is fantastic in it uh, he's actually also brilliant in Midnight Run which is a really really good it's of action comedy um, it's almost like a buddy comedy but great movie if you haven't seen it and if you haven't come over tonight watch it with me I have two birthday parties tonight that was just an open invite to all of our oh, listeners invite, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say for anyone who hasn't seen Heat make sure you watch it because I showed Nicola for the first time last night the
1: movie I forgot just how good the cast was Oh, it's phenomenal. It's unbelievable. You've got Pacino. You've got Hank Azaria is yeah. in there. The Simpsons guys. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Does, uh, I was about to say Dustin Hoffman. Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. Um, Natalie Portman, Portman is the as kid. The yeah. kid uh, as the kid. Is the kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Dennis Haysbert, yeah. the president from 24, as the the guy who, you know, like he was always going to die. It's so upsetting yeah, yeah. when it happens, but you just know from the outset that it's coming. Yeah. Um, did we just spoil the movie? <laughs> no, well, you spoiled one tiny bit yeah. of the movie. Anyway, so Jason's question, getting back to that, was what is a sort of goof or continuity error in an episode? Which little detail irritates you guys the most? I'm interested to know. Did you say goof in
0: one particular episode or continuity over an entire few episodes? Because um, for me, I'll... I was going to
1: select crusty know in makeup. Well, yeah, that can work as well. It, d- it does say... Con- Oh, hang on! It's a two-parter, I think. What is your biggest irritation or continuity error? It does say in an episode, but across episodes, it's fine.
0: It's just crusty not wearing makeup, wearing makeup, not wearing makeup. Like, is, is his skin
1: actually makeup? Yeah, it's just, it's just a. Stupid you mentioned gag. that a few times. It's just really, a stupid I've gag. Imagine you losing sleep over this at night. I have, yes, yeah. but, no, but don't you
0: think it's stupid? It, it is. Yeah. It's a gag that didn't
1: need. It's that didn't uh, need this doing. This ain't
0: makeup. And it's like, why? That's fucking stupid.
1: Anyway, so that's mine. Mine comes from one of the well, one of the favourite, like fan favourite episodes of all time, is the Stonecutters. If you have a look through, and we are proudly wearing our brand new Stonecutters rings that yes. you all have posted onto Facebook. How uh, long do we have to wear these for? Ever. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) you're going to be really upset when you find out how long you have to wear the Stone of Triumph for, as well. But if you have a look through the animation, and a lot of those, the the rings are kind of there, and then they're not there, and then they're there again. There's just a lot of kind of fleeting glimpses. One shot to the next. Yeah, exactly. That that really bugged me. Given how fucking big of a deal they are, like I know I'm I'm sure it would have been a pain in the ass to animate them all the time, but just do it. Like it's really it was really kind of jarring. When you we were looking for them specifically, and that was the first time I'd ever actually noticed that they weren't there. And now that I have, I was like, son of a bitch. I feel cheated. Yeah.
0: Mm. It's like, if you're drawing it on his hand for that one shot, why not for three seconds later and then back again? Like, wh- why skip scenes? Yeah, exactly. Just have the rule. Okay, whenever you draw number one, make sure he's wearing a fucking ring. Mm. Anyway.
1: So, that's Good it. Good question. Is that yeah. all the questions? That's all the questions. Oh, that is this all the week, questions. Closing the mailbag up. could have fit in more, but uh, it's about coming up to that time that I'm going to have to get off to cricket soon. Yes, but well, speaking of cricket, can we just get in the story from last week? Oh, if we must. <laughs> Set it up. <laughs> all right. Well. I'd never seen Mitch play cricket before. No, Dando had never seen me play cricket before, and I'm playing not far from Dando's house at the moment. I'm playing against a team called North Geelong. Same game still, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, played over two weeks. Ah, okay. okay. Um, two Saturdays. Yeah. It's not a 14-day match for anyone that just heard <laughs> that and went, what? <laughs> so, yeah, Dan, I was like, "Oh, right, well, cool. If you're playing around there, I might pop down and watch it. I went, yeah, no worries. I'll send you a message and just let you know if we're going to be batting or bowling. So, that way, you know, you know who to be looking for. So, I get there and at about quarter to one, I, I sent a message going, uh, yep, we'll be batting. I'm I'm going to be in at number three. Come down, you know, whenever. And let's just say things did not go awfully well for me. <laughs> um, I heard it was the most embarrassing dismissal we've ever done. I almost just walked off the ground got into my car drove away and never played cricket ever again
0: (laughs) I got halfway there I was I decided to walk I wasn't going to drive I decided to walk halfway there about 20 minutes into my walk Mitch sends a text saying don't bother coming yeah Been stumped for a zero. One. One. <laughs> one, was I it? made oh, one. Been stumped for one. Don't, sh- well, don't be short. It's the only thing I have. <laughs> and then, well, your wife told the story to Nicola that you got stumped for nothing. Maybe she said one Nicola misheard. Okay. But apparently, Mish didn't tell me this, that Mish did his hammy. Uh, groin. <laughs> did his groin or something. And it was so, on the ground writhing in pain after being stumped. Pretty much.
1: That's what's happened. So, I've, I'd have <laughs> i come... I'd, I'd left my crease. Missed the ball. I've tried. It was an awful shot. Like, it was a really, really terrible shot. Did you think you're going to get onto it? No. This is, I just. Oh, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. It was just. Everything went wrong. Like, it was just my brain shut down for a minute. So, it's a really dumb dismissal in the first place. But then, as I've missed it, I'm trying to get my foot back into the crease so I'd, I'd not be out. Oh, so you shut. Not your bat. You try to stretch your foot in. Yeah, I've tried to stretch my foot back because my bat kind of was still carrying through forward okay. and I knew I was in trouble. So, I was trying to throw my foot back. My front foot kind of dug into the pitch a little bit. So, as I've stretched it, I had no give in my front foot, which is what caused the groin to go. I still never even, despite being at full stretch, I didn't actually make it back into the pitch. The keeper's taken the stumps off. They've all celebrated. I've then kind of done this, like, little half-pirouette thing. Let out this noise. (laughs) (laughs) On my way to the ground. (laughs) Felt the groin go. I'm laying on my back Well, they're all sort of Crowded around They haven't realised That I'm hurt at this point So they're crowded <laughs> around Me celebrating I've <laughs> I've tried to move my leg And couldn't So I'm writhing With my good leg In the air Using that as like A, a balancing rod To try and actually Get myself onto my side I was like a turtle <laughs> Trying to right myself And then I see like this Worried look From one of the guys go Oh Hang on a second And like the celebration's <laughs> muted Then I heard two people laugh <laughs> <laughs> i was just Ashen, laying there. It was it was the pivotal God, I want the ground to swallow me up moment. Like I was just like, I cannot deal with this. And not only were you genuinely it was like- embarrassed. Yes, I was. I was yeah. genuinely embarrassed and and just shamed at yeah. everything that had happened. It was like fans, long term fans of the podcast, will remember my story of when I tried to impress girls by jumping over a guardrail and I smashed my knee and then had to walk off that was the, like, I finally picked myself up and i had to limp my way off the ground. It's a really, really long walk when you've only made one. Yeah. And just, I couldn't, I couldn't face anybody for, like, it, normally I'm fine when I got out, but, or when I get out, but in this particular instance, I just had to stand 20 metres away from my team for about 10 minutes while I just sort of <laughs> calm myself down. It's funny because so,
0: I know how proud you are. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, no, it really, but, so, that's, like, the beginning of the story. I had to go to a 40th that night that was the wife of someone at the club. I reckon the first seven people that I spoke to that night that I hadn't played with that day, gone, so what happened today? I heard you got stumped. <laughs> <laughs> like, this story's just fucking spread like wildfire <laughs> throughout the club. And so everyone, like I'm trying, I'd finally gotten over. I was like, all right, I can be happy. I can go out and have a good night. And everyone that comes up to me is like, oh, so I heard you had a really embarrassing out today. <laughs> No, then tell us in full detail. Thursday night at training, I got there a little bit late. Uh, the first thing I see is two guys sixty meters away. One of them's got a bat. They're standing in the middle of the ground. He's reenacting it to show someone <laughs> else how <laughs> it happens. It was awful. I can't go back there anymore. I need to transfer to another club. <laughs> that is terrible. So,
0: I'm a laughing stock do you think someone from the other team if they're winning they're just going to reenact you going out and everyone's
1: going to know what's happening the happened? other team were actually the only people that showed any oh, so form you, of pity where was your teammate from the other end of the pitch uh, he at was, this point in time he uh, turned his back <laughs> <laughs> just standing there arms crossed yeah wanted nothing to do with it but yeah when, like later on they were the only people that actually asked if I was okay <laughs> how long did it take you to get off the ground uh it was probably thirty seconds, but it felt like ten minutes. Yeah, like it was just it was really awful. Okay. I wish
0: I had seen it, but I'm glad. Like, I feel sorry for you, but I wish I had seen that. Yeah. You know no, I mean?
1: it, it it made me realise how awful friends are. Like, how awful my friends are. Yeah, it, it actually reminds me of a, this is another cricket related story. It was Years and years and years ago, my mate Greeny and I were playing together, and I got hit in the head from a ball that this wasn't me. This was just a ball that bounced, like it hit a crack, and what should have come through at waist high just flew up and just smashed me. um I, like, sort of sconed off the top of my head. Everybody, umpires, the team, like, the opposing team, everyone has come running in to make sure that I'm okay. The first thing that I heard was my teammate up the other end of the pitch with a... <laughs>
0: that
1: was Great it. teammates. Yeah. It was, uh, it was one of those things of, like... It was almost like his theory was, you know, when a kid kind of falls over... If you show them attention, they'll cry. Yeah. So it was just try to laugh it off so I wouldn't think I was hurt. <laughs> How does it gonna take you to live this, live this off? It's going to be at least two years, knowing they have long memories at my cricket club. But anyway, so I tried to get revenge on my mate that uh, a little bit later on. So, um, a day or two later, we were both going for a bike ride. We were a little bit drunk. It was also kind of one of those nights where the roads just get a little bit dewy. Like, it was a kind of cool... It had been a warm day, but it was cooling off type thing. Not water, but it's just damp. Yeah. So, we come down, like, this hill, and he he just went to put the brakes on at the bottom of the hill wheels locked up went out from underneath him he's only wearing thongs and shorts and just came off on the asphalt so and thongs I've, and bikes never a good yeah, idea yeah no but I finally I've gone haha here's my moment yeah. so I've <laughs> I've just I've started laughing at him giving him some of his own medicine put the brakes on so I can really be over the top of him almost like in, oh, I, in I had envisioned to be like Dumb and Dumber when they give the guy the chilli yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Yeah. I've I've put the brakes on I was riding his brother's bike That normally had Really bad brakes But they'd tightened them up Put them on Wheels locked up I went off next to him We <laughs> <laughs> were both just laying In the middle of the road <laughs> Writhing in agony That would have been So good to watch From a distance Oh it would have been <laughs> Phenomenal to see uh, But yeah God it was Not a high point
0: at all. I'm just trying to envision this cricket story. Had that been filmed, if there was like a cricket equivalent of like the footy show, Almost Footy Legends, you'd be like... Yeah, I
1: would have been in it. (laughs) (laughs) For for people that aren't aware, like for... Yeah, Almost Football Legends on the AFL footy show is just basically horrible bloopers. Some highlights, but... In fact, in the last few years, they play more highlights than bloopers, yeah, and I yeah. don't like it. The, no, like, either. the best ones are... It used to be the funny stuff. So, in AFL, people would run out through a banner, right? The best one ever is a guy... Like, it was just local footy. They normally don't have banners, but it's obviously a final, so they've set one up. Guys come running out through it. A little bit of the tape's being caught over his eyes, and there's someone filming it from the other side. So, running, 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 pulls the tape off just in time to look into the camera and, boosh, runs straight yeah. into the cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one where there's two little kids behind the goals, and a mm. guy
0: kicks it through the goals. And the ball hits one kid in the head, knocks him off, bounces off that kid's head, hits the other kid in the head, knocks Knocks him over as well. Yeah, That's always a good good one. But yeah, I wish I'd do more funny stuff, but yeah, you'd be all over it. Yeah. (laughs) We should just send it in anyway. Oh, we haven't got the video footage. Damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not reenacting it. Although
1: there's no shortage of stories. Alrighty. Well, we better wrap up because you've
0: got to go play some more cricket and get shit thrown at you. Yeah, totally. Like name calling and... Yeah. All from my team. I never get sledged from the opposition. All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. Really do appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed our view of The War of the Simpsons. Make sure you like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Follow us on Twitter at fourfingerpod and Instagram, fourfingerdiscount. Rate and review us in the iTunes store.
1: And what else can people do, Mitch? They can donate as well, of course. Uh, that was fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate. And If you correct. want to be able to hit us up there. You don't have to, the paper. But, you know... No, of course you don't have to, but, you know, look... it I was off the top of the show that we mentioned how grateful we are for all of that sort of stuff. Blown away by how many people have actually donated money. Yeah. It's great. And, oh, thanks. And, and we amazing. literally are. Like, we're not taking the money. It's it's all going back into the show and making the show better. You'll notice that our posts on Facebook are getting boosted now. It's just
0: stuff like that. Just yeah. to help
1: further the show. Yeah, exactly. So, it, it helps for our advertising. It helps for our reach. Just, it, it just it just helps. Yes
0: like we said guys thanks for listening really do appreciate all the support the listens are going up each and every week next week we're going to be reviewing three men and a comic book another great episode
1: watch out radioactive man I know that's a different thing but it's about radioactive man oh, I was going to say so realise that's not
0: that one anyway I first don't... appearance of comic book guy I looks think, like you so. got more than you bargained for <laughs> <laughs> that is it exactly alright guys we'll see you guys next time see you
1: guys shh